This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 161 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. That sounds a bit familiar, don't it? But anyway, it's the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. And my name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I'm a man the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. I'm your pre-owned. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. They call me Mr. Tibbs. And I'm coming to you once again from the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. I'm recording this and hopefully dropping this episode the end of July 2022, which means, unfortunately, we're about two-thirds of the way through this summer. It's been a good one for me, don't get me wrong, but once that calendar turns to August, this is when things start... Yeah, we're getting to late summer here. We got the track going on. We'll talk about all that I've been doing since last I spoke and you listened. And there's been plenty. It's been an action-packed few weeks for yours truly. But before we do that, let's get to the social media. You can follow this bad boy on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's a Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. And also, I haven't plugged this in a while. There's really been no need to. The world's loneliest email kitypod at gmail.com so there you have it right there now this L episode is going to be the vanity portion and for any new listeners number one welcome number two namaste number three listen up before I get to the main topic of a certain episode if there's anything worth noting in my private life outside of podcasting I'll talk about it here, what's called the vanity portion. And I've had a lot happen to me, but this whole episode, it's going to be one of those deals where the vanity portion is the whole episode. I've had a lot of great stuff happen to me. You know, great stuff, too. Let's put the emphasis on that. And there's somebody that I'll try to ward off as best I can, but I can't guarantee that. So where do we start? Well, I talked to you it was just after the 4th of July weekend. And we kept up the patriotic spirit somewhat by going to visit the USS Slater. Now, it's this warship down in Albany, a former warship. It saw action first off in World War II, one of the many ships built during that conflict. Saw plenty of action, I think it was in the Pacific, I'm not sure what or where really. Then it got lent out to the Greek Navy, then the Greeks got done with it, sent it back here to the States. They helped restore the ship, and now it sits every summer on the west bank of the Hudson River in Albany, New York. So me, my dad, and his companion, all three of us sallied forth to have a nice afternoon on the Slater. It's a destroyer escort. It's one of the few remaining ships of its kind to still exist. It's a floating museum. Now, here's how it works there. You take a tour. You go in this little mini gift shop. You buy your tickets there. You wait around for a tour guide volunteer to rustle up the group. Then you're all herded into this little room. You watch a DVD giving some background about the ship. A little brief history. And then once you're done, you're walking a good deal because you're going on the ship. So you're going upstairs, downstairs, below decks, on the deck, fore, aft. 
ports, starboard, etc., etc., getting every nook and cranny or thereabouts of the entire ship. And I thought it was interesting. I haven't been back in many years. I kind of suggested it. But there you go right there. So I had a good time. I haven't been back in a while. Really enjoyed it. And it was just a full afternoon right there. Now, the following weekend, I had a full weekend with uh, the, my dad and his companion. A little stutter step there. Hopefully, it didn't bother you. Went over to her place like I'm going to do this weekend. I'll tell you all about in the next episode. And here's hoping it doesn't take longer. <laughs> we have a longer wait there. Well, I'd rather you didn't do it. All right, get out of here. I know he'd show up. The one man Statler in Waldorf is back. Anyway... So I go over to do an overnight at my dad's companion's house in North Ams, Massachusetts. Arrived at about 11 a.m., 11.30 maybe, right about there. I have lunch at my companion's house, hang out there for a little while. Now, I suggest we do this. My dad called me the previous Friday, and he told me that the Steeplecast, this team in the, this collegiate baseball league, were having a game that night. I was like, oh, geez. And you're like, well, you should have known about that. That's what he told me. So I figured as a make good, I would come spend the weekend with them. And the highlight for me would be going to a doubleheader. I, I printed out their schedule just before the season started. And they had a doubleheader against this team from Bristol, Connecticut called the Blues. Well, the first game started at 4 o'clock. Now in this league, the doubleheader, both games go seven innings. It's not like the first game they play seven, the second game they play the full nine. I don't know how Major League Baseball does it, but I think it's separate admission doubleheader. But anyway, let's not get too far into that. First game started at 4 o'clock. It was rather warm, if not hot outside. It's not the heat, the humidity, the old saying goes. Uncle Alan and Aunt Betsy meet up with us, and then later on, my companion sister and brother-in-law joined us. All six of us were right there, having a high old time. Actually, seven. I was there. You certainly were. Yep. And, you know, I'm braving the heat and scoring the game as best I can. And first game was a pitcher's duel. Right up to about late in the games, about the fifth, sixth inning or thereabouts, that's when the Bristol team really turned it on with the offense. The Bristols got ahead 4-0. The Steeplecats were game. They made a rally of it, but unfortunately, it fell short, and they lost 4-3. Now, between games, it's about a half hour between the end of the first game and when the second game is about to get going. I think it wasn't until about 10 minutes to 7 that game number two got underway. We got some food from the concession stand. Nice little old school ballpark supper. I had me a cheeseburger. Actually a hamburger. No cheese on that whole deal. And it was really good. Went down great, especially on a hot day. Then game number two came about. And I got to see a complete game shutout for the first time in any type of baseball league. Minors, Major League Baseball, etc., etc., at this time, it was the Steeplecats that put on a show. And I believe the score of that game was 4 to nothing. The amazing thing was the Steeplecats pitcher, seven innings, pitched a complete game, one-hit shutout, which I thought was amazing. Had he not given up a hit to the Bristols, I could have seen my first ever no-hit, no-run game, which would have been even more amazing. But just the same, uh, kind of sweated, kept cool as best I could. 
there was sparse attendance at the game because on the other side of town there was this beach party type of deal where they blocked off one of the city streets and let the fine folk of North Adams have some fun in the sun without having to go to the beach. They brought the beach to downtown North Adams, so rather a sparsely attended game, or doubleheader in this case. So went back to the house right about, I think it was 8.30. By the way, should be known that Uncle Alan and Aunt Betsy departed after the first game. And then it was just five people, and then we went home. And turned on the TV, got to watch the Yankees just absolutely massacre the Boston Red Sox. That made me feel happy. <laughs> and the Yanks made some news here too, not to turn into Jason Sports Corner, but I'm recording this the day after the Yankees acquired Andrew Benintendi, ironically a former member of the Boston Red Sox. And they acquired him, they traded away three prospects to get him, and I'm certainly hopeful that they'll get Juan Soto before the trade deadline in just a couple of days' time. But back to the lecture at hand. Got to watch TV that night. Yankees come up with a big win, not a walk-off like last night with Aaron Judge. 39th home run of the year and third career walk-off shot, too. Well, anyway, all that out of the way. Had a nice, comfortable sleep. Had the air conditioning going. Well, we don't. They don't have central air. This is an older house, so in the guest room... My host wound up putting an air conditioner in the window. I had that thing going. Some of the best sleep I've had in that place ever. Well, Sunday morning comes around. And then, you know, this is my habit. This is kind of my want. I get up earlier than everybody else. I make myself a little mug of coffee. Go out on the front porch. It was rather a nice day. It was cool as begets early morning, especially in that part of western Massachusetts. I first sit on the front porch, then I'm, like, I'm in the firing line of the sun. And the next thing you know, I got the sun in my eyes, like, ah, I'm just going to finish my coffee and then I'm going to get some more outdoor time, but this time I will repair to the back deck. Got in one of the lounge chairs and then sometime later I'm just hanging out, then Dad comes down, then Nancy, and I set the table. I thought we were going to have breakfast at the house, but boy, did I get a surprise. We decided to go out to breakfast. Went to this place in Williamstown. Had a nice diner, nice breakfast there. Well, we ate a nice diner, had a nice breakfast. Get the words out of your mouth, will you? Okay, okay, come on. So, had a nice breakfast, pancakes. That about as big around the plate. Holy mackerel, I just couldn't think about food anymore. You ever have one of those experiences? You have so much food you just can't think about for the rest of the day. Right here, brother. So, did some shopping in Orthams afterwards, not downtown. You know, had to do some stuff there. Nancy went to a certain big box retailer to pick up some stuff. Or we could get curbside pickup, just pop the trunk and all that. Did some shopping of my own. And just hung out, had lunch, and then... That was it. Kind of fend for yourself for that. And about 2 o'clock, I watched um, the end of the British Open. I thought Rory McIlroy was going to take down the whole tournament. He was very, at first, against this whole live golf Saudi bullshit right there. Feel kind of conflicted like the Squabros listening to their podcast this morning when I was at work. That was their top take. You know, take a nice angle on that whole deal. And Rory was like, 
those guys go off the lift torque and pretty much uh, take a flying leap through a rolling donut. And he's kind of softened his stance a little bit. I heard Charles Barkley's going to be looking to join. That's terrible. <laughs> he snuck in there. How about that? I think Dustin Johnson and all that. All these you know, earlier this year, all these golfers like defected from the PGA Tour. They're getting the Saudi money now. And like watching this rando PGA tournament this past weekend, I couldn't recognize anybody on the leaderboard as I was watching. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. you know, PGA said, well, U.S. Open PGA Championship, you can't participate in those. Whereas the Masters and the British Open, the people who run those are like, eh, you can come and participate. We're open to you guys. No pun intended. So I just wanted to see how the British Open was going to shake out. Felt bad for Rory. I thought he was going to take it down. And then, well, I forgot to mention this, burying the lead. Saturday afternoon marked the start of the 2022 basketball tournament, the TBT, if you will. And team I'm rooting for, Americana for Autism, formerly the Autism Army, was the curtain raiser, their game against a bunch of alumni from St. Peter's. They had that deep run in the NCAA tournament as a 15 seed this past year. They were the curtain raiser for this year's edition of the TBT down in New York City at the world-famous Rucker Park outdoor court. Going there for the first time ever, all restored, looking pretty nice from what I saw on television. Well, as I record this last night, they won their quarterfinal matchup, and they are on to the semis of the TBT, and I'm hoping they take the whole thing down. I think it's winner-take-all $10 million is the prize. But anyway, after I was done with the golf, I wind up leaving for the Rolling Hills, took some food home, had to put that away first, so I made that top priority. You know, got the mail, figured out what to have for supper, and it was back to the salt mines on Monday. Now, we weren't done with Chuck and Linda just yet. That's Nancy's brother-in-law and sister, respectively. The following Friday, had a very quick lunch once I got home from work, and then all three of us, Dad, Nancy, and I, sallied forth to the Saratoga race course. And that's where we met them. Now, we do have one incident that I would like to report here, and this happens we were going for trackside parking. I'm sat in the back seat, and my dad finds out, oh, we can't pay cash for trackside parking? That's bullshit. And then Nancy acts quickly and says, here, you can use my credit card. Now, thankfully, he didn't lose the credit card. But once we had lugged our chairs and whatnot, and we made the long trek from where we parked to the gate on East and Union Avenues, my dad took a look at his wallet. He didn't have any cash on him. Well, how about this, folks? So, it's like, you know, Dad says, all right, well, you can go in yourself. So I pay the seven bucks and go in, and I'll meet everybody else. I'll just scope them out. Nancy had to inform Linda what had happened. So Nancy went back to the car, and thankfully, whatever cash Dad had, he dropped it. It was thankfully in the car. Nobody had made off with it like a thief in the night. In fact, somebody... It was kind enough to leave a note on the car. We found that out after we were done with the seventh race. They'd say, hey, give us a call. You left something in the car here. It's pretty valuable. You want to take care of that toot sweet. 
Well, we didn't need the note. Nancy took care of it. So thankfully, I was waiting for the rest of the party. We had ourselves a nice day at the track, albeit a rather a warm one or a hot one, too. It was brutal Saturday and Sunday. Didn't do much of anything. Anyway, how did I do with the bets? I only got one winner in the, I think it was six races that I got, that I bet on. I was going to take the third off of not getting a winner in the second. I was like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, I got enough money. Let's roll with it. Now, the third race, I mean, I looked at the racing form. And there are some horses that I was looking at. The third race was on the inner turf. So that means they had to scratch two horses that were going to ride on the main track if they couldn't do it on the turf. And one was called Too Sweet to be Sour, like superstar Billy Graham, whom you hear at the beginning of virtually every episode of this podcast. I demand the hour, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. However, both the podcasting and betting gods were on my side. We're on, on the fifth race. I decided to do a $1 win play show across the board bet. On this horse called Lovely Macho Man. Eddie Savage, I know your mustache is crooked. And he wasn't named for Macho Man Randy Savage, but I like the name. It was just a coincidence that he was foaled from a horse called Mucho Macho Man from way back, Triple Crown Contender, many years ago. So I decided I'll plunk down my money. Got $2.50. It wound up being my only winner of the day. I had. Well, $15 worth of bets, so I had a very negative return on my investment. So after the seventh race, we decide that we're going to leave all of us, or at least me, Dad, and Nancy, and we decided to go out to supper. Went to this Italian restaurant in Clifton Park, and for supper I had raviolis. Those things were about as big as saucers. Oh, man. But damn it to Joe Pesci if they weren't good. Now, at this restaurant, whose name I shall not mention, you can get it with either marinara sauce, the spicy vodka sauce, or you can get one of both on the edge of the plate. So I said, all right, we'll go half and half. God dang it, it was amazing, let me tell you. Uh, so it was a great start. Probably the only thing we did that weekend, because it was just so blasted hot outside. I even felt it going grocery shopping. Thank you, climate change. So, there you have it on that whole deal. So, that's what's been going on with yours truly recently. He's looking forward to more adventures we get to the final third of the summer of 2022. Well, folks, it's about time to bring this rickety flight home, but not before I get in some pod shout-outs. First up, GFA greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston and Keith Langston did a live watch of an episode of WWF Superstars. This is the one that aired on June 27th of 1992. You can follow Peter on Twitter at GF Allentown and check out his YouTube channel too. The Break It Down show, Pete A. Turner. He hasn't had any new episodes most recently, but he did have some guests on Jennifer Buckholtz talking true crime and whatnot. Eric Kleinsmith, his former commanding officer in the Army, almost in the Navy. Sorry about that, P, if you're listening. Ukraine, Russia, and the Zodiac Killer. Ooh, a rose gallery if ever there was any. Well, two-thirds of them at least. And then Gustavo Arellano. 
a real mensch in Southern California, at least from what I hear. You can follow Pete at Pete A. Turner. That's the host, and the show is at Break It Down Show. And also, I want to mention, he's doing this great fundraiser for old combatants, old veterans, if you will, called Save the Brave. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to contribute. It's savethebrave.org. I'll certainly, like I said earlier, I'll get hip you to that. Just look in the teaser text, and you'll find the link there, and donate if you're up for it. 144 Podcast, the Anderson Center for Autism, down there in the Hudson Valley of New York. Episode that dropped the day this rec- episode is being recorded. Rob Brown of Sunrise Media, sponsoring their, the, their golf tournament there for the Anderson Center. And most recently, Edward Porter and Andy Hill of Solutions ATI. The former had his son come all the way from California during the pandemic when they shipped him off to the Anderson Center to continue him his education. You can follow the Anderson Center on Twitter at Anderson Autism and on Instagram at Anderson Center for Autism. Now, you can tell I went out of order because normally they come last. But last, certainly not least, especially what's coming up pretty soon, the Loyal Littles podcast, Chuck and Roxy. Kelly Carden was their guest. David Liu. And in an episode, Bob Walsh appeared for five mediocre minutes and John Sanders was the guest. And speaking of Bob Walsh and what he does for this community... We have this little treat for you. Hello there, all you loyal littles of the Capital Region. It's your old pal Jason Bullitt here, talking to you about the Summer of Littles meetup that's going to take place on August 6th. Where are we going to be meeting up, you ask? Good question. I'm here to answer it for you. We'll be gathering this time around at Joseph L. Bruno Stadium on the campus of Hudson Valley Community College in Troy, New York. That is the home of the Frontier League's Tri-City Valley Cats, And on that particular night, they'll be in Frontier League action against the New Jersey Jackals. Now, given that this is going to take place at 7 o'clock, at least the first pitch, we'll be meeting at 6.30. Come meet yours truly. I'll be over at Section 3.30 or thereabouts. I may or may not be wearing orange pant, but you'll spot me just the same. You better sign up now at summeroflittles.com. Go down to the venue page. And hit that RSVP button. We can't wait to see you. Thanks for listening. You can follow Chuck and Roxy in the Loyal Littles Podcast at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter and on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. As for this little dog and pony show, you can... Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. If said podcatcher does not feature this podcast, we have a link to the feed. You can just copy, paste it, and load it up there. Get new episodes whenever it is they come out. And if said podcatcher has rating review capabilities, be a dear and give this podcast a rating and a rating of five stars, rather, and a Good write-up. That would certainly help me out. And that will do it for episode number 161 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I certainly thank you for listening. But before I go, I just want to briefly mention that what I talked about just moments ago was Summer of Littles 2.0. I'll certainly make mention of that the next time. So anyway, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon, whenever that may be, the next time. 
And it's only for the ball ball else. Wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Get on Castleton. This has been a Kitty Pod production, produced in Saratoga County, New York, shared with the world.